Thank you, Brother Terry. Pray that we're all leaving a good legacy for people to remember, especially those in our family. If you brought your Bibles, please turn to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 1, and we're going to look at 1 Samuel chapter 1, and then a couple of verses there, and then we'll turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3, and look at the first 10 verses. I want to share message we just morning this morning that I've just entitled a child given a child dedicated a child given and a child dedicated you would look at first Samuel chapter 1 and we're going to read two verses let me encourage you to go back and read verses 1 through chapter 1 to get the complete story I'll, I'll kind of just give you a summary of it in just a few minutes but uh, let me encourage you to read um, the first three chapters of 1 Samuel. Let's look at 1 Samuel. You brought your Bibles. If not, it should be on the screen for you. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 27. God's Word says, For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition which I ask of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord, as long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. Now, if you will, turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3. We'll pick up with verse 1 and read those 10 verses. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at the time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And there the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was and Samuel was laid down to sleep. And the Lord called Samuel and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli, and he said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I call not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli, and he said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son, lie down again. And Samuel did not yet know the Lord neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and he went to Eli and he said, Here I am, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto him, Samuel, Samuel, go, go lie down. And it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord. For thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called as of other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered and spake, For thy servant heareth. As you study the book of Samuel, you'll find that Samuel, the book begins with three narratives that kind of give a theological direction of the book. The first is the providential birth of Samuel. 
and the dedication of Samuel by his parents to the Lord. 1 Samuel 1, verses 1 through 28. And then there's the, the decline of the house of Eli in chapter 2, verse 11 through 36. And then you have Samuel's prophetic call that we just read in Samuel 3, verse 1 Samuel 3, 1 through chapter 4, verse 1. And these passages introduce a prophet to us whom God will use to play an incredible role in the, in the history of the Israelites. This child, this child dedication that we witnessed this morning, and not only the one this morning, but, but the ones who have been you know, taken place over the years, really is not a ceremony. Uh, it's not that they just want to introduce their child to us. Let us see their child. However, this dedication service is really a public commitment of parents who prayed for a child and have miraculously been given a child by God. And now, in return... They vowed to raise their child in a godly home with the intent that one day this child will come to know Christ through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as their Savior and then serve Him as long as they live on this earth. And I believe the lessons found in this passage is really very appropriate for a child dedication service but also appropriate for Mother's Day message would be appropriate for our Father's Day message. Note, if you will, the text there in verse 27, chapter 1. Verse 27, chapter 1. For this child, I pray. So the first thing right off we see of his parents is that there is prayer. There, there's prayer. For this child, I pray. Now, we learn from the context in chapter 1, verse 1 through 28, that Hannah was childless. Her husband, Elkanah, and Hannah had desired a child from the Lord, and, and they had yet to have had a child, and they began to pray, and they began to seek of the Lord to have a child. The Bible refers to her as being barren. She was barren, and she was grieved because she had no children. And her rival wife, that's another sermon for another time. But her rival wife, Penah, compounded the problem by taunting her because she was barren. Made fun of her. Poked fun at her. Therefore, she does the natural thing as any godly person would do. She began to pray for a child. And she prayed to God. Now, she's not the only woman in the Bible that could not have children. She's not the only one in the Bible that we find that was barren. The theme of how God gives a child to a barren woman can be seen throughout the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. Sarah was barren. Rebecca was barren. Rachel was barren. Manoah's wife was barren. Elizabeth in the New Testament was barren. And not only can it be seen in the lives of those who lived in Old Testament times, it can be seen in the lives of people today, young women today. Judy and I, right after we married, the first thing we wanted to do was start a family. 
and we didn't know what the problem was. And it was for two years that we waited and waited and waited until she became pregnant. And she carried the baby. Some of you can relate with me. Full term. But the baby was still born on the day that she was due. I did not understand that. But I don't have all the answers, but God does. And we continue to pray. And we continue to pray. And two years later, uh, well, four years later, our daughter Corey was born. And then four more years, our son was born. And God heard our prayers. David Platt, you may be familiar with David Platt, pastor of Church Brook Hills at one time, and now he's the president of International Mission Board. But he and, he and his wife had no children. They began to adopt children, and God uses that oftentimes, as we've witnessed here today, to bring a blessing to a parent's life, a couple's life, and also to the child's life. And, and uh, so they began to pray, and they sought adoption, and they adopted, and then all of a sudden his wife found out she was pregnant. And uh, I believe they adopted again, and she found out she was pregnant again. They decided to stop trying to adopt. <laughs> but God works all those things out. We worry ourselves too often because we don't know the answers, but we're not supposed to know the mind of God. And so God works those things out, so be encouraged because God has a plan for you in your, in your life. And so based on what we've seen in the Old Testament and the New Testament and based on our own personal lives, We've experienced the same thing as Hannah experienced. The point is, God can work in an impossible situation to fulfill his purpose in the lives of people. It may seem impossible to man, but it's not impossible to God. And he's proven that in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, and in our own personal lives. So first of all, notice that there's prayer in this text. Then notice there's a devotion. Now, if you're having a dry spell in your life right now for whatever, whatever you're going through, if you're having a dry spell in your, in your spiritual life, maybe you're not having prayers answered as you think you should. Or maybe there's no sense that God's leading you or God's blessing you and, and, and the joy of your salvation is kind of at a low ebb and, and you know that there's something wrong in your life but you just can't put your hand on it. Check your devotion to the Lord. Just give that a quick check and see if it's what it should be. Her and her husband, Elk and I, was, were very devoted to the Lord. And as you study the scripture, prayer and devotion are always a key element in the birth of a child. And so it proven in Samuel's case. Genesis chapter 15, jot that verse down, verse 1 through 6. You have a promised seed to Abraham whose wife Sarah was barren. Genesis 25, 21, you have Isaac. You have Rebekah, Rebekah barren. Genesis 30, 22, God remembered Rachel, Jacob. He opened her womb. In Luke 1, verse 67, Elizabeth, Zechariah, they were barren. God opened her womb. Here's the point. 
as you listen to all of this. The child born to the barren woman that you find in the scripture played a very significant role in biblical history. Remember the role Isaac played and Jacob played and Joseph played and Samuel played and John the Baptist played. Every time God intervened in a miraculous way with a barren person, barren woman, God used that child in a marvelous way. So regardless of your situation, God has a history of working in impossible situations to fulfill his purpose for his people, and he can do it through you and your child. So when, notice the person worship and praise, and, and they, they're devoted. And Look at verse 28. Verse 28 says, Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord God. Elkanah, he's carried, he's carried the baby to the temple to dedicate the child, and the mother chose to stay at home. And so I'm sure she's praying as he goes and makes that journey and makes that dedication. And so he's, they decided to lent him. He says, I've lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. Now notice, I have lent him to the Lord. A better translation of that verse, that word lent, Revised Standard Version in the New English Bible says, it translates that as lend to, I've given him to the Lord. Literally, it means I've dedicated him to the Lord. That'd be a more acceptable, more accurate translation. I have dedicated him to the Lord. Because see, if you, if you loan something to someone, what happens? You expect it back in return later on. But you see what happened here in verse 28. How long did they lend him to the Lord? All of his life. All of his life. So they dedicated him to the Lord. They gave him to the Lord. So when you dedicate your child to the Lord, listen now, it's not for a year and it's not for two years or three years or four years and it's not to the new wears off. Your vow is forever. Your vow is forever. And if you will honor your vow and you'll continue to pray and be devoted, God will use your child. At a young age, at a teenage, at a young adult age, at a middle adult age, at a senior adult age, God will use your child. And I say that because of this. There are many who have presented their child in dedication to the Lord that are not even in church today. I'm going to tell you something. That is serious stuff. Chapter 3, verse 1 through 11. Look what he says in verse 10. As I close, in verse 10, chapter 3. He says, verse 10, he says, you know, speak for your servant, hear it. Speak for your servant, hear it. Now, you heard what I read. Two challenges to Samuel. And um, he thought Eli was calling him. And he called him the second time. And he gets up and goes to Eli. And he says, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And the third time he hears the voice, he goes to Eli. And Eli says, hey, this is the Lord calling this young man. And he said, next time he does that, you just simply say, your servant, hear it. And that literally means this. I have heard and I'm waiting for instructions. 
my goodness. Now, many of you can relate to Hannah. You know, she prayed. She was devoted to God. God heard. God blessed her with a child. They dedicated the child to the Lord. And so this morning, this morning, you as a parent may need to renew your vow to the Lord in regards to your child. I know parents who've made a vow, like I've mentioned, and they're not here today, and they've been out of church a long time. Their child has too. I see them, and I wave, and I, I speak to them, and they have other things to do and other places to go. But your child today also may just be a, a prodigal. They may be one of the prodigal sons mentioned in, in the uh, New Testament as Jesus spoke the parable. And uh, they may be a prodigal, but let me just say this on defense of the prodigal. It may not be all their fault that they're a prodigal. They may have been assisted by a parent who didn't see the necessity to bring them up in the admonition and God's word. You know, I was, I was reading this past week, or week before last, about Ruth Graham, Billy Graham's wife. They really had trouble out of this son named Franklin. They really did. And she tells in, her, in one of her books, she tells how she lay awake at night and he was on his motorcycle. And she was, she was waiting for him to come in. And she could tell when he came home because he would sling gravel up on the carport. And she waited till she could hear the gravel before she went to sleep. That's a mother for you. Now, she said Billy was in bed. He was asleep. But she was staying up waiting for her son to come home. And she prayed and she prayed and she prayed for that prodigal. And she wouldn't give up. And she wrote this poem. And my sister has a prodigal. I have a prodigal nephew. And I'm praying. And other people are praying. And my sister and husband haven't seen their son in 10 years, almost 10 years. And I sent this poem to her. Listen to it. Maybe God will use it in your life. The title of it is A Mother's Peace. She waited for the call that never came, searched every mail for a letter or a note or a card that bore his name. And on her knees at night and on her feet all day, she stormed heaven's gate in his behalf. She pled for him in heaven's high court. But be still, quote, be still and wait and see the word God gave. Then she knew that he would do in and for and with him that which she could never do. So doubts ignored, she went about her chores with joy, knowing though spurned his word was true, the prodigal had not returned, but God was God and there was work to do. She just left it to the Lord. I don't know what you're going through with a prodigal, but I know you're bound to be praying but don't give up, because if God can change Franklin Graham's life, he can change your prodigal's life too. So your child today just may be a prodigal, and we just need to keep praying. So today for us as parents, this may be a, a day of confession and repentance that we just need to say, Lord, my vow with my children has not been what it should be, and I'm coming today just to pray for them, and I'm going to do better as a parent to teach them 
your ways. So today, if you've, if you've turned from God as a parent, this is a good day to come home. You may have a prodigal. This is a good day to pray. This is a good day to repent as a prodigal. John Newton was a prodigal. You remember the name John Newton? He was a prodigal. He'd wandered from the Lord. And one day, God spoke to him, and he kindly penned this hymn. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. God's, God saved him, and he can do that for anyone. And so today, let's think about the child that was given by God and the dedication that was made by a parent. Let's bow our heads for a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had just to Open your word as we think about the occasions today, Lord, as this being a child dedication service, and, and then uh, our Mother's Day. And Father Day, Father's Day is just uh, right on the horizon. And so, Father, I pray today that we'll begin to examine ourselves as parents, Lord, and how we deal with our children in regards to you. Thank you for our children. They're the most precious thing that you could give to any parent. And so we pray, Lord, that we'll not take our responsibility, responsibility lightly. And so that we would begin even now, Lord, to, to uh, recommit ourselves to you in the vow that we've made, Lord, where we can make a difference in the lives of our children. Thank you for what you're going to do today. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Cheers.